Everyone has a story. Everyone's story deserves to be told. Everyone deserves to be invited to tell their story, to feel welcome to share their story, their truth, their life, their wisdom, their trials, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. It all goes into the story of who you are as a person. I want to know your story. Welcome to another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks. Today I am doing another solo episode, and it is all about sex in society. So there's been a lot going on lately that's created a whole series of emotions, of responses, of people thinking about their own lives, those that are interested in doing the introspection, and also those that want to try and deflect, to try and denigrate, to try and make light of, to try and pass judgment on someone else and what's happened to them, what their story is, and what they've done with it. The reality is, is that as most women who've had something happen to them sexually, whether it's assault, whether it's harassment, whether it's rape, whatever it is, it's this air of secrecy for multiple reasons. Either one, their abuser has told them not to tell, has threatened them in some way, or their family, Or they've told either someone that they see as a position of authority, whether it be their family or someone in law enforcement and were treated poorly, were told to be quiet, were made to feel that they were not believed. And so they didn't say anything. There have also been episodes where things that have happened in society where the broader population has been exposed to what does happen when women tell their story. And they see what happened to that person, and so they choose not to say anything. Or they were so traumatized by the experience that they don't even know how to talk about it. And it's interesting when people pass judgment about why someone did or didn't do something, what their course of action was, and the whole discussion around power dynamics is very relevant here. And if you think about how, as women, how, as girls, we are socialized in this society, what we are told to do, I mean, I can remember myself, you know, don't go and put yourself in places where you shouldn't be. Don't wear things that are too suggestive. Don't be out late all by yourself. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. It was always put on the women to be responsible for that. And as a younger person, I just sort of understood that as a matter of course, but the older I got and the more aware I got, it's like, why am I the one that has to be responsible for this? Why am I the one that has to be responsible for a man 
who doesn't know that it's wrong or who doesn't give a fuck that it's wrong. And then the woman is the one who's put on trial. And it's always the he said, she said. And the man is believed before the woman is. And, you know, who did you tell? And why didn't you tell anyone? And, you know, I, I really have very little patience for that sort of approach. I have very little patience for white men who think that it's now hard for them to move in the world. I have very little patience for someone who says, oh, you've destroyed that man's life. Really? Or you've destroyed that man's life for something that happened a long time ago. Again? Really? Let's talk about the person, the woman that has carried that pain, that shame. It's ruined her life every single day since whatever the abuse or the attack was that happened. But that's okay. Or she needs to just suck it up and get over it. Go and get some counseling and get on with your life. Well, gee, that's really great for some people, not so much for others. If you haven't ever had something like this happen to you, you're speaking out of turn because you have no idea what you would do if that happened to you. And just because maybe you are someone who can do all of those things, that's great. But your level of expectation that everybody else should be the same as you Sorry, not okay. All of us, every single human being on this planet walks around with all of the stories, all of the stories that we've lived since we came into being in this lifetime as well as the stories that have been passed down from one generation to the next that get indoctrinated to to you as a child from your parents, from your grandparents. So those kinds of things, you don't get to choose how someone else handles it. You don't get to choose to put someone down because they don't react the way that you do. Because if you step back and think about it, how would you feel if someone made disparaging remarks about how you handled something? But you wouldn't like it very much. And if you think about women and the intuitive nature of the feminine, we are always looking at people's reactions, voice inflection, tone, facial expressions, body language. We are, in a lot of cases, really indoctrinated into being pliable, to being the person who goes along, who monitors and adjusts their behavior in order to make other people comfortable, to be compliant, to be quiet, to not show anger, to not be too smart, to not be too talented. And how that gets indoctrinated in a lot of cases is so old that people don't even pay attention to that's what's going on. The whole thing of being, you must be, and I'm doing air quotes here, ladylike. 
and it's not ladylike to use salty language. You know what my response to that is? Fuck that noise. They're words. They're all words. I have just as much right to use the words as anybody else. I have just as much right to get an education, to speak my mind, to get my to get whatever job it is I want to do, to raise my children the way I want to raise them, whatever it is. I don't need to be compliant to make you feel better about yourself. Not my job, not my responsibility, not anyone else's job or responsibility. And the whole feminine-masculine dynamic, we have been in that masculine heavy space for generations. Women are goddesses. Women were the ones who birthed the babies, who were the medicine givers, the caretakers, the ones who told the stories that passed down from generation to generation. The ones who developed the close-knit relationship with nature and the ability to be able to use nature's bounty to not only nourish ourselves, but to heal ourselves. And when you add into that the power of being able to give life and sustain life, somewhere along the road, some man, some group of men got scared. And that started generations of devaluation, of oppression, of wielding power, of creating a space where women had to be seen and not heard, sometimes not even seen. No value unless you had a husband. You couldn't own property. You couldn't have your own money. I mean, hell, even in the 70s, you couldn't get a bank account unless you had a man to go with you to sign up for it. I mean, we're talking in the 70s this happened. And those things drive me wild. I... I, I just keep waiting for the pendulum to swing back from the heavy, heavy side of the masculine. As a yoga instructor, part of my training was to look at the feminine and the masculine, the energies, the difference in the energies, the masculine energy is much heavier, much darker. The female, the feminine energy is the lighter, the brighter, we're the teachers. We're the nurturers. And somewhere that pendulum swung from either being more balanced between the masculine and the feminine or more in the feminine all the way heavily over into the masculine. And look at where we are today as a result of that. And I love men. I have great men in my life that I respect. I've had great love affairs in my life. But I, I, I cannot and will not allow anyone to try and take away my voice. And it has happened repeatedly in my life where people have tried to do that. If you look at the medical system, 
the power dynamic there, if you look at just the power dynamic between doctor and patient, and then if you look at the next level of that, of a male doctor and a female patient, I've had multiple male doctors in my life try and tell me that I don't know my own body, that I don't understand what's going on in my own body, and that they know better. They may have more book knowledge, more medical practice knowledge, but remember, medicine is a practice. They call it a practice for a reason. And most doctors do whatever they've had the most success with, with the most amount of people. And there are outliers in life, and I happen to be one of them. So in my life, I have moved from wanting to have whatever doctor was, I thought, okay, or whatever doctor was someone that was involved with our family in some level to actually seeking out women, enlightened women, to be able to provide my care. Because I do know my own body. I've been walking around in this body for 57 years. I can tell you exactly what's going on in my body. Now, granted, I know there are people out there who aren't as self-aware. I know there are people out there who will lie to their care providers for whatever reason. That's not me. But if you look at that power dynamic of sex. And I'm not talking about the physical acts of act of sex. I'm talking about the male sex and the female sex, whether you identify as male or whether you identify as female. What is happening is that things are changing. We have the old guard in this country, the old rich white men who do not want to give up their power. They are corrupted by that power. They lie, they cheat, they steal. They want to rule by fear and they will do anything that they have to do to hold on to that power. They're allowed to be angry they're allowed to have emotional outbursts. Women are not. If we have that same behavior, there are derogatory comments made. There are people who mock what someone says or does. And I'm sorry, but there's a whole generation of women who are finally waking up and saying, I am mad as hell and I am not going to take this shit anymore. I've always been like that. I've always voted for things that I felt would better women, better society. So, I don't appreciate people who say, oh, you white women, you know, who haven't stood up for blah, blah, blah. You know what? In my lifetime, I can unequivocally say that I have. I've stood up for people of color. I've stood up for women. I've stood up for people with other gender associations, other ways of living their life, because I believe that you should be able to live the life that you choose as long as you are not hurting someone else. You should be able to knock yourself out, let your freak flag fly, do whatever it is that speaks to your heart. 
But those old, rich, white boys, they don't like that shit because they can't control it. They don't understand it. And you know what? They're fucking scared shitless of it. So what they do is they try and hold people down. They try and make them less than. They try and take away their rights. They try and take away their ability to live their life because they believe that they're right and all of those other people are wrong. And all this talk, you know, liberals this and oh, that, you know what? Let's just talk about being human beings and coming from a place of love, open-hearted, open-minded. So all of you people out there with all of this attitude of I'm better, you know, that's wrong, you're wrong, this is wrong. Somewhere in there, you got something going on. Shit that you have to deal with that has nothing to do with these other people. This is your own bag of shit, your own insecurities, your own fears, your own issues. You can't keep doing that. You can't keep living your life that way because there's going to come a point in time where you can't blame that shit on anybody else anymore. You've got to accept responsibility for it. And you know what? It's hard. It sucks. It takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to sit down and examine yourself to sit down and look at some of the shit that you've done, that you've said, the places that you are in your life, and try and figure out how to do better, how to be better. And that looks different for everybody. And I know there are people who stand in their religion. And if that's what you need in your life, you go right ahead and do that. But that doesn't give you the right to tell anybody else how they should live their life, what they should and shouldn't be able to do with their own body. If you don't want to live your life that way, don't live your life that way. You live your life by whatever it is your code is or whatever your belief is or whatever it is. Again, as long as you're not hurting someone else, knock yourself out. But that doesn't give you the right to tell someone else what they can and can't do with their body, how they can and can't live their life, who they can and can't be. And it bankrupts this company, country. And I'm not talking just about income wise. I'm talking about as a society it bankrupts our human beings to continue to treat people that way. You don't have to agree with me. You can turn this podcast off. I may piss you off and that's okay. But I hope that it maybe makes you think a little bit. It maybe pulls you out of your own little self-involved world that you maybe think about the fact that you might have a child or a grandchild or someone else that you love that sees things differently, that lives differently, that needs your love and support, that needs you to be there to love and accept them regardless of whether you agree with whatever it is that they want to do, how they want to live, what they want to look like, etc. It's not about you. And if you truly come from a place of love, of acceptance, then you can't live your life in a space where then you tell other people that they can't do certain things in their lives. It, that, that's, it doesn't, <laughs> then you're, you're actually lying to yourself. Again, my opinion, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. You don't even have to listen to it. You always have the choice. We all do. 
But there are too many people in this country who do not feel, in this world, who do not feel that they have the choice, who are repressed. who are disavowed, who are denigrated. And that's not okay. Every single human being walking this earth is a unique and unusual and different genetic makeup from anybody else. And if you choose to want to be more conservative in how you live your life, then that's your choice to make. If you choose to be more outside, if you choose to live your life in a very different way, if you choose to do things that are outside of what's considered the norm, you should have the capacity to do so. This isn't the dark ages. People have access to incredible information. And just because something has been some way for a certain amount of time does not mean it needs to continue that way. And here's another thing I want to ask you women to think about. Take a moment and think about sex as social currency. How many times in your life have you potentially used either your sex as identifying as a female to obtain a certain outcome in your life? How many times in your life have you used the physical aspect of sex as currency, whether to not create a problem because you were fearful to say no, because you were too out of a space of feeling like you had control of yourself to be able to say no. How many times as a woman have you played on your sex in order to potentially get ahead or to wield some sort of power? Because it's the only way that you felt you had any power. I'll say that again. How many times have you used your sex, identifying as a woman, to wield some sort of power? And I mean, honestly, have that conversation with yourself. And some of you maybe never have. And you don't have any way to have any sort of frame of reference to be able to understand that. And then other views, others of you may look at that and it may make you cringe. But I really want you, I'm inviting you. Let's rework. I'm inviting you to take the opportunity to dive in a little deeper and look at some of that stuff. Some of the things that you did when you were younger, right? So before you really had a really good handle on who you are at this point in time, on what was important, on unlearning some of the things that you'd been taught either by your family or by society, How many of you have used sex as a way to belong? It happens. 
No value judgment. Just think about it. How many women, for many of them, never really allowed themselves to experience any sort of pleasure from having sex? How many new mothers after having children and having a body that's changed felt uncomfortable having sex? How many times did you do it because you didn't want to disappoint your partner? You maybe weren't into it. You were tired, whatever it was, but you felt some sense of obligation I believe that women, as intuitive beings, do what they need to do, what they feel they need to do, in order to be accepted and to belong. Because we all want to belong. We all want to be a part of the tribe, a part of the family, a part of the greater whole. As human beings, we are not meant to be alone. And if you look at society today, there are a lot of people out there alone, a lot of people lonely, a lot of people who have never learned how to communicate with other people. A lot of people who have been damaged at any point along the road in their life and either don't know how to help themselves, don't know how to move beyond it, We've also come to a point in time where I feel like when it comes to do with dating between, I see this mostly between men and women because I date men, is that it's this, you know, swipe right, swipe left, looking for the bigger, better deal. Um, you know, I got all this excess baggage. I have expectations about what you should be. And it makes it really, really ungratifying and difficult, honestly. And over the years, I've had multiple people tell me I need to dumb it down dumb it down to be in the workplace, dumb it down to be in relationships. You know, I spent a lot of years with different people keeping me down. And I allowed it to happen because I felt that's what I needed to do in order to belong. And it made me miserable. And it destroyed my self-confidence. It destroyed my self-worth. It destroyed the value of who I am. And I came out of those relationships and it took me some time and some hard work to find that voice, to find that way to be able to move forward. And I have people who say to me, you're such an inspiration. And I've gotten much better at saying thank you, or that's very kind of you to say, because there are days when I wake up and look at myself in the mirror and go, what the fuck are you doing? 
or just trying to get out of bed for the day can be a chore. And how can that be inspiring to anybody else? But I show up. I get up. I show up. I do the best I can. And some days, you know, some days that's just getting dressed and getting out of the house. And other days it's much more than that. But I I truly do my best to try and get along with as many different people out there in the world as possible. And I am one of those women. I get angry. When I'm angry, you know it. And when I'm angry and other people see it and know that it's not directed at them, a lot of times the response is, is I don't ever want her angry at me. And I will tell you this, it takes me a while to get angry. There are certain things that I take very seriously about my responsibilities on my job, about my responsibilities to my child, who's an adult, but will always be my baby girl, and responsibilities to myself. And many times I find it easier to stick up for other people before I find it a space for me to be able to stick up for myself. Because I have always been and always will be a person who wants to believe the best about other people, especially the people that I care about. And I, you know, I think it's my greatest strength and my biggest weakness. But it is who I am. And I do my dead level best to accept people for exactly who they are. And if they ask me for my opinion, for my input, I've gotten better about saying, Do you just want to hear what you want to hear or do you want to hear how I really feel? Because me just telling you what you want to hear is sort of a waste of time for both of us. So I'd rather be honest from the beginning. And then the whole thing is, is if you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to give it any value. It doesn't have to matter to you, but you asked me and I asked you if you wanted the truth. And if you said yes, then I'm going to give you what my truth is. I do my dead level best not to bash anybody over the head with it, but my truth is my truth. Just as anybody else's truth is. And it's not always going to make sense to everybody else. Hell, sometimes it doesn't even always make sense to me. But I think in order to be able to find a way to come together, we have to talk to each other. We have to talk with each other. We have to be inclusive. We have to actually hear each other. We cannot have people in power who talk at us and do things that are detrimental because they're only out after what makes it okay for them. And what goes on between the politics and what the press, some of the press, puts out that people see is not the truth. It creates a bigger wedge and a bigger divide. We are much closer in what we believe, then people really know.
And it takes being able to have conversations, not arguments, right? You're not always going to agree with somebody. But there is some common ground there. And if you can actually have a discussion without yelling, I'm not talking about not being able to be passionate because you can be passionate, but to actually yell at someone or to put someone down or to denigrate what they believe because it's not what you believe or it pushes up against your boundaries and makes you feel uncomfortable, you need to step back and take a look at that. Why is that making you feel uncomfortable? Right? What's going on here? Why is this triggering this in me? What happened in my life? Where am I coming from that makes me want to react this way? It's not easy. It takes work. It means having to be radically honest with yourself and radically get to know who you are and really take a look at it and go, does this really serve me to continue to believe this? Does this really serve my life? Does this really serve my heart? Does this really serve where I want to be in my life? To continue to believe this? Or is it just because it's easy? Or it's just because that's all I've ever known? Because I choose to put the blinders on or I choose to not educate myself. And I don't believe that someone who truly wants to learn more, who wants to know more, who wants to know more about themselves, about the world that they live in, about the other people, that they will not find a way to make that happen. And the ones that bump up against the stuff that bounces them back, that makes it a little bit harder, that makes it too hard, that makes them just think that, oh my God, I just can't do that, and they give up, It's because it's easier not to go into that space. But that again is all about the fear, the fear of what will my life look like if I step outside of how I was raised, of what I've always believed, and actually look at this from a different perspective as who I am today and do something to learn more to learn more about the people in my life, to learn more about what's going on out there in the world, outside of my little tiny world of what I do every day in my life. Because there's a big bad world out there. And we are all interconnected. Just as our physical body is all interconnected, as humans, we are all interconnected. And the other thing is, when you hold on to all of that stuff that no longer serves you, it doesn't leave anything, any room for anything new to come on, come in. So when you let go of what no longer serves, you create space for something new to come into your life, a new way to look at things, a new way to live your life, a new direction, maybe new passion, learning something new. All of those things, it creates space when you let go of what no longer serves. But you got to figure out what no longer serves. You got to have some conversations with yourself. You maybe have to step outside of what society has dictated, your religion has dictated, what your family has dictated, and actually stop and think about Is this really me or is this what I have been told I should believe? The government isn't going to take care of you. We've done a really good job over all of these years as a nation of not holding them responsible. 
And here we are today. And I'll tell you what, the women in this country, they have a fire lit. And they are making changes. And it isn't going to happen overnight. And it isn't going to be easy. And it's not going to make some people happy. But... If you look at what's going on, more women are putting their fear aside and stepping forward. They're speaking their truth. They're seeking others out. They're forming community. They're forming connection. They're working together. They're working in their community. They're working in a broader space. That is a big part of why I created this space. Because myself, personally, I was looking to broaden my sense of connection, my sense of community. And I have found so many other women out there seeking those same things. And it goes beyond age group. It goes beyond income. It goes beyond all of that to women truly seeking a deeper connection with other women, uplifting each other, taking care of each other, And the way that we do that is by sharing our stories. So I'm hoping that with this little conversation here, that maybe it causes you to do some thinking. Think about some of the things that you've done. To think about maybe some of the things that you've witnessed that just because you didn't have to make some choices that someone else did doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that you're right and they're wrong. It just means it's a different story. And I know that there are people out there who have lived a more easeful life in some aspects. But I truly believe that life is not perfect. It's unattainable. It's boring as hell. And that as women, we have spent too many years of our lives trying to be perfect trying to fit in with whatever society, family, religion, workplace, whatever it is, has tried to dictate that we need to be, how we should look, how we should act, what we should say, who we should be, what we should wear. It's no wonder that many of us don't even know who the hell we are at various point in times in our life. And you don't have to be the same throughout your entire lifetime. You're allowed to be able to change and grow. Things happen. We make bad choices. We make the best choice that we can at the time that we make it. Sometimes we make it for whatever reason that comes out later going, why the hell did I make that choice? Why the hell did I make that decision? Why? And then you get other information. You go on a little longer and you realize, you know what? That was kind of not the right thing to do. 
but you learned a little bit more about yourself. And sometimes you have to learn to get beyond the guilt, the shame, and the pain. To give yourself permission to be able to move on. And whether you try and do that on your own, whether you get professional help, whether you have friends that help you, whatever it is, you have to give yourself the permission to be able to do that. You have to give yourself the permission to be able to move forward, to be able to let go of the things in your past. Because not one of us, not any one of us, is our mistakes. We all make mistakes. It's what you do after you make the mistakes that is a true testament of who you are as a person. And maybe you didn't know enough. So as you know more, as you know better, you do better. But you can allow yourself to stay in that hole if you want to. Because it's scary. Because it's easier. Because you're bitter. You know, whatever your reasons are. You can allow yourself to stay there if that's what you want to do. But then that is holding you back from being able to be everything that you have the capacity to be and do. And to be able to then help someone else. Because I'll tell you, down to a woman in my focus group with those blog post interviews, what they think is not important or some small nugget of wisdom or information, that could be that one little tiny nugget that someone else needed to hear to be able to change their life. What we take for granted as something that makes sense was the common sense was, you know, that's what you were supposed to do, what, whatever it is, what, what we think of that may be so enlightening to someone else. So that is what drives me to get women to step forward, to meet me at this table, to share their stories. There is so much wisdom in women's stories. So much heart and soul And if we can come to that place where we actually join together and not allow society, men, whatever it else it is, to pit women against each other, to see each other as competition, because that suits their purpose if we can get beyond that and come to a place where we support each other, where we uplift each other, where we celebrate each other, where we help each other learn together, we can change the fucking world. But one person isn't going to do it and even 10 people isn't going to do it. It's going to take an uprising of a strong community to do it. And I know women who have children, who have grandchildren, 
who have children that they care for in their lives if they don't have their own children that matter to them, that are thinking, what kind of a world are we leaving our children, these children? What kind of a life are we giving them? And I don't know in my lifetime that I've ever met a woman who has a child that they're responsible for in one way or another who hasn't wanted the best for that child. And right now what's going on, I don't think is the best for anybody's child. So as women, we have to come together to make it happen. So how do we get there? How do we bridge the gap between geography, between income levels, between education, between whatever society has created, whether it be about color, whether it be about location of where you live, whether it be about income, whatever it is, those are man-made created boundaries and we can step beyond those. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that as women, we can come together and move beyond all of that static, all of that noise, all of that information that's being thrown out there. We can move beyond that and fix what needs to be fixed and find a way to come together to make compromise where compromise needs to happen and to be able to be better role models, better negotiators, better policy makers, all of those things. And the time to sit back and accept what someone else tells you is the truth, their truth. It doesn't have to be your truth. And I know that there are people out there, people like me. I work multiple jobs. I'm trying to keep all the balls in the air like so many other women I know, we're busy, right? We're working to keep the families together. We're working to pay the bills. We're working to take care of ourselves. We're working to try and provide for ourselves as we age. We're taking care of aging parents. In some instances, taking care of aging parents and still raising our own children or helping to raise grandchildren. I get it. So we have to find ways. It, they can be small. They can be big. Women who have more room to be able to do bigger things. But those smaller gestures, those smaller involvements have to be treated with as much respect as the bigger ones. Because you can't do any of it without all of it coming together. And that means having a conversation. That means talking with each other. That means sharing our stories. That means coming together and saying, you know, I can help you out by doing this and this. And not because you expect anything in return, but because you have the capacity to do it. Because what you put out into the world is what you get back. So I will invite you 
to sit down, write it in a journal, have a conversation with yourself, take a walk outside in nature, and really ask yourself, am I truly living my best life? Am I truly doing everything I can possibly do to not only live my best life, but to be able to help the world or to be able to help my community if you need to start smaller or to be able to help my family. And that also means being able to take care of yourself, right? To take, to, I know self-care has become this big buzz phrase, but it is important. Sleeping, eating good quality food, taking your health care seriously, taking responsibility for your health, learning to know when to say no, to know when you need to rest, to know when you can run forward. It changes every single day. But we can't continue to take care of everyone else if we don't take care of ourselves as well. So it's that whole thing of as the whole, we're going to have some of those people that are going to be able to take a shoulder, a bigger load and move forward and do more work. And then there are going to be those people that are going to be behind them that are going to maybe be doing smaller things. And they're going to have to stay a little closer to where they are. They're going to have to take care of themselves a little bit better. They're going to have to do some things that maybe don't make that big splashy to do, that don't make those huge changes, that don't necessarily shout it out to the world, but it doesn't make that contribution any less important or that person any less important. I truly believe that if we can come together as women, we can do anything we set our minds to. And it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be passionate. It's okay to disagree. But we have to be able to continue to have the conversation. And that male-dominated power structure is scared shitless of that. I guarantee you that. And they're going to do everything they can to continue to hold women down and back because they don't want to give up their hard, or as they see it, hard-won power. And are we going to continue to allow them to lie, to cheat, to steal from our communities? I don't think so. I, I think that we have to finally wake up and realize that we have more power than we think we do. And not because we gave it away, not because we're trying to take it back. It's power we've always had. We just didn't use it for whatever reason. I hope you'll come back and join me again for another episode. I have so many great interviews coming up, so many great topics to talk about, and they will be challenging. Some will be heartwarming. 
but I hope to really get you to think, to think about what matters right now in this moment. Not what mattered before, not what someone else says should matter, what matters to you in this moment, to be clear about that and to not be afraid of it. I hope you'll join me again for the next episode because there is room at the table and I want to know your story.